Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Here tonight, it's Ian and Joa. The insanity in Goffstown District Court. Yes. This after you had been arrested wrongfully yeah. uh, for so-called trespassing and disorderly conduct outside a debate event in Goffstown. Actually, yep. isn't it right across the street or something like that? From like Manchester, from, you mean? No, from where you from where you got a, or uh, from the police station? Is well, it's it, from yeah, it's across the street from the police station, the district court there. Yeah, right, right. So you got arrested at this uh, college where I was there. Uh, our co-host Chris Wade was there. Bonnie was there. A bunch of people were were yep. there from the Liberty Movement, and there were a bunch of people who were there from the government movement, the pro-government movement. Yeah, they were there to support uh, the Democrat and the Republican candidates right. for U.S. Senate, and we were there to support Liberty. And uh, Jeremy Coppin, who was a libertarian candidate at that time, of course, Jeremy being ignored by the media. Yep, and I called him out on it. Yep, and you wanted to, uh, you know, maybe talk to Don Bolduc, who was the individual that was running as the Republican. He's a general. Yep. He's now apparently a part-time cop yep. uh, as well. And this uh, character was, you know, running around greeting his fans and... He just starts running up over to uh, an area where you were. You were actually outside of the campus at that time because you'd been yep. trespassed. I was trespassed. That was just before uh, I confronted Bulldog. Right. Yep. And they told me to leave the property, and I did. And they put that in the report, too. They said he went over, he went over to the public sidewalk. But yet they charged you with trespass anyway yep. after you kind of jogged up to Bulldog because he was jogging over to yep. uh, one of the corners, and you wanted to tell him he was a warmonger, basically. Yeah, I told him in the war. Don't go or to don't, war. Don't go to war. Yep. Don't go to war. And uh, he immediately, I, I, probably before even words came out of your mouth, started pointing at you yeah. and Signaling indicating the to the police and, to yeah. come arrest you. And they did. They obediently came over and uh, and arrested you. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't go after the two guys that were attacking me. Actually, no. three guys because Bulldog assaulted me first. Right, Bulldog actually turns around and then elbows you, sort of from not not from behind, but like puts his elbow behind mm-hmm. him and and runs into you. Uh, with it, and then his goons started attacking you, pushing you. It was immediately sort of after he threw the elbow is when mm-hmm. the supporters touched him, but it was immediately right. after. Right. Unlike what the Goff Sound police have said. Because I think you revealed on the show last week that you had a report come in from the Goff Town police. Correct. You had you had made a report to them about you were the one who was actually the victim of the assault. Right. Because they didn't charge you with assaulting no, anyone. No, they didn't. They just charged you with trespass. They didn't charge anyone with assault from what I know. Sure, even though there were multiple assaults by Bulldog's uh, people on video. Yeah. You had an arraignment date that yes. was uh, for today. It was your it's your birthday today. You went to uh, you went to court on your birthday. Uh, unfortunately, you'd invited me to go, and I said, "Ah, yeah, it's, okay. it's just an arraignment. It's not worth driving not, an hour and a half." But you you saw the footage. But you, you made it, it way more interesting, <laughs> and I I, had, I wish that I was actually there for it. Uh, I wish somebody else was there besides me. Actually, that's why when come when they on, told Manchester. Yeah, and I know. I asked. I tried. I mean, there's but like hundreds of not activists holding against out there. against anybody. Yeah, the the thing can't. is, though, is like, well, because I didn't have anybody else there, really made me out of been adamant about keeping this recording going. Mm-hmm. And when yeah, they told they were- me to turn my camera off, which happened at one point, which I did turn it off, I was fearful that I was going to get arrested and pulled away. 
As soon as that camera they were turned off, pretty like ridiculous. Well, what you didn't see on camera, which you can see the video live stream on my channel, it's like two hours long. I'm making a bunch of shorts. I haven't made enough mm-hmm. yet. There's a lot um, of good content in there. Yes, uh, but when when you see the video cut and then all of a sudden you see me in court in front of the judge, mm-hmm. that period where I shut it off, the sheriffs, uh, which were uh, instigated by the prosecutor to get me arrested, right? So the prosecutor talked to the court. Uh, sorry, the court officer. Yeah, the prosecutor talked to the court officer. So he was the complainant, the prosecutor. The uh, court officer then contacts the sheriffs. Four show up. None of them give him their ID, which I complain later about. Mm-hmm. Right downstairs. Found a complaint right away because, anyways, not, not, not a part of it. They'll get a slap on the hand. Don't worry. Yes. Uh, but the supervisor said, I asked him, it was like, before I give you my complaint, is do you, do you have to verbally, if someone asks you, mm-hmm. give you your name and ID? He's like, yeah. All right, I want to okay. make a complaint. Good. Yeah. That was a good move. Yeah, I always ask first without actually mm-hmm. like dropping names or anything. Because then they'd be like, oh, well, well. I don't yeah, know. yeah. And then they would tell me, oh, he's not in the building. He was. Mm-hmm. He lied. Um, anyways. These um, people lie all the time. I got all their names, though. Yeah. I got all the sheriff's names. Anyways, back to the other part. So the prosecutor was trying to get me arrested. They, he failed miserably. <laughs> miserably. Uh, if anything, when I got in. He's into- mad because you didn't want to take the plea deal. Oh, you better believe it. <laughs> it's so funny. In the beginning of the video, he just offers you this plea. He's like, do you want to talk to me? And you're just, I'll listen to you or whatever. Yeah, I said that. And, uh, and then he pitches you, I think it was a disorderly or or he went with violation level, a trespass. That's what it was. Yeah. Violation level cr- trespass instead of misdemeanor, right? Yeah. And, and no fine. And uh, would that have been it? Would he have dropped the disorderly? I so it would have been six months, six months of good behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have to plead guilty, obviously. And to the trespass. It, yes, or whatever he was offering. I don't mm-hmm. know. Actually, I kind of was like, oh, whatever. Yeah, like, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You weren't going to say yes. Uh, yeah. I was actually going to say to him, I got a better deal. How about nothing? Vincent on the line, the host of Shire Free Media. He does a podcast about, I think, roughly three times a week these days, Vincent. Is that about accurate? Yes, yes. Yes, thank you. It is. Yeah, and uh, ShireFreeMedia.com, ShireFreeMedia channel on Odyssey if you want to check out what he does. Uh, it's a pretty entertaining show, and uh, I'm glad you're still at it. How many years have you been doing the show now? Oh, goodness, that's that's a good question. Um, I'd say, I think it was like, what, late 2017? So we're going nice. on nearly four years now, I think. That's, that's coming up on counting. five, I think, right? Congratulations. Not bad. Thank you. Not bad Thank at you. All. Uh, so, Thank you, and um, it's, uh, no, I'm, I'm so glad you uh, you called um, called and asked me for um, you know, on, on this subject because actually I've been following a lot of this stuff before uh, Kanye um, even announced. Well, I mean, he hasn't announced, but he's running. But I've been um, focusing on these these uh, right wing grifters and subverters, and um, you know, just this, ju- just the, like you know, like the three hours or so that Kanye was on. I mean, like three hours, like seven. Wow. Oh yeah. It would, or, I'm not, I, I'm not exactly sure exactly how long it was roughly, it was for most of the show. And, um, it would take like for, for me, I mean, to go through everything, it'd be like a 10 hour, you know, dedicated, um, right. D- 10, 10 hour dedicated broadcast because there's just so much to unpack. Um, both the sub, the, you know, a lot of subtext. From By the way, it, for but, listeners that um, don't know, I don't think you mentioned it. He was on Alex Jones today. Kanye West, uh, yay, was on Alex Jones. And as you said, three hours, unlike the Tim Pool show where he came in and 20 minutes later was uh, storming out. It seems like that was something he intended to do, I think, when he... You know, when he went on to that show. Maybe so. But in the case of Alex Jones, he sat in there dressed in what appears to be a 
a really heavy like uh, snowboarding jacket or something like that. He's like really so odd. <laughs> warmly dressed for what is probably it's not a, warm down there. It's, it's Austin, Texas. He's in Texas, and he's in a studio. You know, it's it's probably pretty like you know normal seventy degree temperature in there. Uh, and he's got he's he's got a how do you describe this a gimp? I, I think you said on the on yeah, the phone with line with me. Like- Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it looked like a uh, was I, it looked like a, a lever gimp mask for you know, people <laughs> into BDSM, like from Pulp Fiction. And he refused to take it off, uh, you know. And he's like speaking into a microphone, and Jones, like you know, Jones, you know, he keeps saying, "Oh, people are going to say it's not real. Take off your mask." And Kanye refused to take his mask off, and apparently, he refused to wear an earpiece. Yeah, this Nick Fuentes, uh, I only knew about who this guy was because of your show, uh, Vincent, because like you said, you've been paying close attention to people like Jones and uh, Fuentes and these others you describe as grifters. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what a grifter is when it comes to, you know, it's not exclusively a right wing thing, but you've certainly focused on them. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, in, in this case, when I mean um, grift, well, because grifter, people think of it as just like a con man, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, it's just, just like a, a money, you know, someone who, or at least when I use the term grifter, it's someone who's into politics, who just wants to make money, and they'll say, you know, literally whatever. Oh, that's absolutely um, yeah. I think in this case, though, it goes beyond grifting um, to the point where I, I think they're um, being used as chaos agents hmm. um, by someone to, I mean, I, it's, it's just so bizarre. I mean, I never thought I'd see these you know, Milo Yiannopoulos, Nick Fuentes, and you know Kanye West all together. It's like an episode of The Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah, somebody, um, I forget who it was online said, I didn't have that on my 2022 bingo card. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I was like, I got like a phone call this morning, and they said, are you are you watching InfoWars? And, and I'm like, like, what, is that my thing? No. And they say, well, Kanye West is on like today. Um, and I didn't think it'd be so soon. I was figuring mm-hmm. it'd be weeks, but he was, you know, because I guess he has access to a private jet. Um so I, and I point out that Milo, so I'm a little bit all over the place, but I point out Milo wasn't there despite him, you know, essentially being his campaign manager because Laura, because Ali Alexander, who's another one of these, you know, grifter, dis, you know, disinfo agents, um, he was in, stu- I feel, yeah, he was in studio and now Milo and Ali hate each other where Milo is, you know, accuses Ali of being a pedophile, even mm. though we're all on the same, um, you know, essentially on the same America First team. And so uh, Laura Loomer, who you know, she's another one, one of these figures, um, she called in. She was the one on speakerphone, and she's been feuding with Milo. And she was the one who put out a bunch of um, DMs and screenshots where Milo just last summer, just this summer, right before he got on um, Kanye's campaign, was saying how Kanye was – he thought Kanye was gay – he wants to kill Kanye for being gay, and Milo Yiannopoulos is the you know allegedly former gay, now militant Catholic. Um, well, I think Nick Nick uh, Fuentes is gay. I think he's secretly gay. Oh yeah, well I, that's what uh, Vincent showed years ago. He talked about on his show this Fuentes, who's like this really arch, you know, right wing conservative, oh, hate filled, very uh, person. An- he is anti semi all the way. Yeah, and it wouldn't surprise me if he was like anti gay as well. I've, I've watched near to zero of his content, but then there's this one video of him palling around with this this furry, uh, this cat person or whatever, and it seemed a little fruity to me. How much of this three hours did you consume? Oh, well, I watched. Um, I watched the latter half of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was surprised, you know, usually like an interview, you know, it goes like, especially for a four hour show like that, it goes, you know, maybe an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like from, uh, from like, you know, 12 to, uh, like three, three thirty ish, um, three or three thirty ish, uh, he was on. And I mean, I, I will give it to yay to be polite. 
um, that he did, you know, he, he did give a bunch of extra time uh, because he had like a private jet. He had to, to leave on it too, but he decided to stay. And, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, like it's, I, I just want for, for people who are like long-term um, InfoWars viewers, I want them to compare. Uh, and and this, this goes to my point about this. I want them to compare Alex Jones, his, you know, handling of the uh, Ye interview where Ye just outright says how much he loves Hitler. And Jones gives him so many times to say, "Yo, you love the uniforms, right? You just love Hitler's uniform." He's like, "No, I've, you know, I, and, and he, you know, he says I've he got that clip. Hold on, before you go on, I've actually got that clip right here. We'll go ahead and play it here. From I just went on uh, Twitter and just typed in Yay and looked at the videos. This that, one's that easy, huh? This one was posted by Right Wing Watch. Uh, here's what happened. I don't think Hitler was a good guy. I get the uh, the Hugo Boss uniforms, amazing. Uh, but I mean, just because oh you're in love God. with the design, you're a designer. Can we just kind of say, like, you like the you like the uniforms? But that's about no, it. No, we we no. I, there, there's a lot of things that I love about Hitler. A lot of things. <laughs> I, <laughs> so I, insane. Is, oh my God! And this uh, this Nick Fuentes has a huge grin on his face uh, the whole time. Has Fuentes? Uh, you know, you, you're somewhat familiar with him, uh, Vincent, having done research on a lot of these right-wing grifters over the years. You know, he, we know Fuentes is anti-Jewish. We know that he's anti-gay. He's quite a, uh, a nasty character. Has he come out and been anti-black before? Um, yeah, he said the, uh, I mean, he, he said the, uh, the N-word on his show. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he talks about, uh, well, I, I mean, with him, it's, because his opinions changed so often where mm-hmm. he, he, he first emerged on the scene after Charlottesville, which he attended, to clean out the alt-right of people, you know, like Cantwell and Richard Spencer and, the, you know, what they call the Wignat neo-Nazis. Um, and, yeah, I mean, with everything, it's like everything with him is a contradiction because that's mm-hmm. he became famous and he got his own little share of what's left of the alt-right's corpse by being, you know, the optics police and optics wars. And yet now he's on... Uh, Infowars with Kanye West, getting like millions of people watching, and he's grinning when Kanye West is praising Hitler, praising the Nazis. Um, what was it? He claims to be a traditional Catholic, and yet um, there's just all this, you know, I guess like circumstantial evidence that he's homosexual. I mean, if anyone looks even worse than Kanye, it's Al. I mean, it's Alex for you know letting this, um, you know, letting this happen. I just don't understand because Jones has always been a, a very firm defender of um, Jewish people. You know, his wife and children are Jewish. His new wife is Jewish. Um, his employee, you know, like half the people he has on his show are, are, are Jewish. And so it, for me, it was just so bizarre that he'd have, you know, Kanye now on now, especially, and you know, where he knew he'd have to defend his free speech and, you know, some of the anti, you know, anti-Semitic things he's saying. And I mean, is it possible that believe- Jones, like you said, I mean, he got just essentially shocked here. He didn't realize it was going to be like this, right? Because, I mean, previously, yay, not having followed his career closely, the most I've seen from Ye was in the last several weeks with this whole situation. Yeah. Uh, but I remember seeing clips of him on Piers Morgan, where Piers Morgan manages to kind of get him to back down, it seemed, in that interview. But now he's like gone completely back in the other direction. Uh, Piers kind of got him to apologize. Piers got him to say that he was sorry for including all Jews in his statements because, you know, 
not all Jewish people are part of this crazy conspiracy, right? So, like, it seemed like Kanye had apologized for, you know, for generalizing too much. And now here you now here he is going swinging completely back in this sort of insane uh, anti whatever you want to call it, anti-Jewish uh, direction. Isn't it possible Jones just caught got caught by surprise here? What? what? But hey, I was I was wondering, like, why can't Kanye just like come out and say he doesn't like APAC or like, you know, why is he going to make it so extreme? Like, uh, it's so crazy. Sorry. I think no, no, it's okay. no, no, it's okay. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I think, and you know, myself, other researchers, um, there's speculation that this is all a um, that this is all a um, an op, right? That someone is pulling things behind the string, pulling the strings behind the scenes, either Peter Thiel or the Mercer family, because both of them are known to um, get involved in um, right wing drama. And the whole the, the reason I brought up Milo. Is because Milo is a known, um, you know, is, is known chaos agent, and he even brags how he has a uh, like a like a terabyte hard drive that has blackmail on anybody who's anybody in the um, right wing sphere. So um, some are some are uh, speculating that this is that maybe I don't know it could be that like Kanye is being manipulated, excuse me, Ye is being manipulated or he's being blackmailed. Um, but that this is all an op to either make Trump look bad, to make conservatives look bad, to make Christians look bad, um, because there's just too many uh, glow is what they call glowy. You know, I hate that term, but, you know, there's too, too many people are glowing. Right. Too many people are radioactive in this. That's I mean, a reference to that. To they me, could be federal agents. Is that is it, is glowing like a Fed reference, like federal agent? Um, it could be. I don't think it's I personally don't think it's the feds. I think it's probably someone very, very wealthy. Yeah, I got to say, it was simultaneously the best and worst radio I've, like, ever, uh, ever sure. heard. <laughs> I get um, that. Yeah, I mean, it's rare but, that you're going to get somebody like Ye with the, the status of someone like that on a show for three hours at all, right? Like, this is a person who, he's a busy guy, he's got things he's doing for his life, and if he's going to make an appearance on the media, it's going to be maybe a five-minute interview or something like that. But to have him in a studio for three hours and to have him completely untethered and uh, just saying all kinds of crazy stuff is, uh, I mean, it was, you could see why Jones would have him on. I mean, it's everyone's talking about it. Yeah, um, and then, and, and that's the thing with Jones and, and these, these people, and, you know, and, and well, present company excluded, you know, in the talk radio, you know, political talk radio world, um, it's hard to tell what is, you know, what's real and what's kayfabe, what's, um, you know, and so like afterwards, Jones, it seemed as if because he, he had like a, um, like a debrief or whatever, where he's talking with his sidekicks and it's almost as if he regretted having Kanye on. And mm. he even said he only wanted to talk about the anti-Semitism thing. Uh, for five minutes, and he wanted to, you know, go and oh, talk about Kanye, your life, and how amazing you are. Mm. <laughs> um, instead, it was like like th- three hours of talking about anti-Semitism and making him look bad. Hey, um, let me play another quick that's, that's, another quick clip here. Hang on, Vincent. This is a quickie. It's like fifteen seconds here. As uh, Jones once again just tries to make a, a a salient point, and Kanye just comes in and rains on his parade. Here he is. So, I've said it: the most Nazi-like activities I've seen. Um, and, and the Nazis, in my view, were thugs that shook people down to a lot of really bad things. Well, they did good things, too. We're going to stop dissing the Nazis all the time. Okay. We're, we're going to get to that. <laughs> did they get to that? Did, did that? did they come back around to, to have Kanye explain the good things the Nazis did? Um, no, no, not, <laughs> not that I could recall. Like, and even from the parts that I missed, I mean, I saw, like, you know, some people I follow, um, were commenting on it from the beginning, and they say that like they had to put they had to pay uh, play 
uh, special reports and, and, and all sorts of things in the beginning because Kanye wasn't making any sense. And wow. I, I came across from, you know, I, afterwards, like, it made me, like, I wonder, and even Jones himself said, you know, is Kanye autistic? Um, because, like, hmm. you know, I, I don't want to throw around, like, diagno- um, you know, diagnoses or, um, right. like, illnesses and stuff, but, like, like it, it, he really did come across as, um, and not unhinged because of what he was saying, but just, like, he wasn't really able to make um, make any, like, you know, make any, as you say, like, salient point. Um, it was very, like, manic energy, and I know, like, people, accuse, like, what he said, the doctors wanted to put him on lithium, um, and so, like, you know, yeah, Kanye is wealthy, so maybe he's not being manipulated via money, mm-hmm. but I think he might be, I mean, I, it's it's just such... Um, but like he could be being manipulated mentally by someone like Milo. It could be. Well, um, he did say at some point within the last, I don't know how a few months or whatever it was, but he did call out a specific individual who apparently was some sort of a handler, like an MK ultra, um, controller in his life who had actually put him on some sort of psychotropic medications at some point. Uh, and I, I'm sorry, I don't remember the name. I think Luke Rudowski actually references him. He's like a personal trainer or something. Yeah, something like that. So, I mean... And he was involved in, like, Canadian military. Yeah, uh, so, sorry to guy. interrupt, but I just want to point out that Luke Rudowski was the one who knew his name, right? Yes. You know, this is Kanye's personal trainer, and he's saying this guy's, you know, MK Ultra and everything, and he didn't even know his name. Luke Rudowski had to tell him that. Wow. Yeah, he's so always seemed, like, in what what little bit I've seen of him speaking, I've never really considered Kanye West to be a particularly gifted speaker. Nah. It could come out later where uh, Kanye goes, hey, uh, I can't believe they let me say all these things on Alex Jones. That really shows the qualities of Alex Jones now, doesn't it? So basically, he's setting up Alex Jones to allow all this anti-Semitism on his show, saying not not kicking him off his show, just allowing well, him to do it. I wouldn't kick a racist off either. I mean, we've had we've had Chris Cantwell on this show, yes. and uh, I kicked him off as a co-host, but Chris has always been welcome to be on this program to express himself, because I think that these, and I think Alex Jones would agree, you know, it's valuable to have sure. people with negative uh, viewpoints so you can actually speak and respond to those viewpoints. So I don't see that being the case here. But you brought up Trump, Vincent. It was kind of one of the things that started this whole tour where uh, Ye has been kind of making these right-wing media appearances. He was on Tim Pool. He's now on uh, Jones. But before Tim Pool, and the reason why Tim Pool had him on was because they went down to Mar-a-Lago together and they had dinner with Donald Trump where Ye asked Trump to be Ye's running mate. So the whole thing was a troll job on Donald Trump, it seemed like. Yeah, 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 yeah. It um yeah, it appears that way. That, that was funny. I'll I'll give it to I'll, I'll give it to Ye that. Um but it also made Trump it didn't just troll Trump, it also made him look bad. Now now that's not very hard to do, especially, you know, when <laughs> Donald Trump does a good job at himself. But by bringing Nick Fuentes there, right. right, he's like, you know, the toxic luggage. Um, and so that's why some people think this is from conserv- this is a whole plot by conservative ink to use Kanye um, mm. to basically discredit the alt-right, the, what people call like the grassroots, you know, um, conservative GOP movement, whatever you want to call it, that this is um, all being done to just make Trump look bad and make DeSantis look sane by comparison. Do you think uh, Kanye is not going to run for president after all this is done? Um, well, he ran, what was it? He spent like $12 million and got on the ballot in like six states in 2020. Hmm. And he has much less money now, especially since he's getting audited by the IRS. Um, I don't think so. I mean, maybe they'll make an announcement. And I say, I say like he does. Or, but and, um, so far, we're being very tight-lipped, especially since Milo Yiannopoulos was a um, staffer. 
on Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, a congressional staffer for Greene. And I, I think there's some sort of law. I haven't seen it, but I'm pretty sure there's a law that says you can't be a congressional staffer and a campaign staffer. It violates some FEC thing. Mm. Um, well, so, just have to quit one or the other then. In that case. Yeah. So and and so he's. They're not saying so far. Like they say he's not running, but Nick Fuentes is going to be his comms director, and Nick is <laughs> uh, putting his show on hiatus to work for Ye. So like something is something looks like it's happening, but I, I I just can't really say. I mean, like I didn't think he'd be on Infowars today. So. Yeah. Sorry, I can't predict that far in the future if he will or not. But if he does, I guarantee you it's not going to be serious. If you haven't seen this, it's one thing to hear this clip. It's another thing to see this man wearing what appears to be a gimp mask. I would not have noticed this. You really can't tell if you're watching the video like in a small window or something like that. You really have to you know, see this on a full screen you can then see there are actually zippers over his eyes. So it's definitely like kind of a gimp mask thing. The zippers are closed. You cannot see his face in any way, shape, or form. It's a full black mask over his face. He's got a very bulky coat uh, on the rest of his body. I didn't mention this before. He's got a holy Bible sitting in front of him as well during this interview here. And someone play another clip. This one actually, yay himself, uh, retweeted this one from his Twitter account. Accounts because they've been frozen by the Jewish uh, banks. So I, I need to watch my mills. Well, CNN says why people are evil Nazis. So, I mean, I, I, I disagree with both statements, but I get the yeah, frozen. I don't, I don't like the word evil next to Nazis. I think we need to look at. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, he's even making Alex Jones uncomfortable. Jones is having a tough time dealing with this guest. Oh my goodness! Just because you don't like one group doesn't mean the other. But look, it's fine. I love Jewish people, but I also love Nazis. Now that to me is the most interesting thing he said, because I don't disagree with him, and I am against Nazis. I am not in favor of racism. I, I'm against racism. I'm against bigotry, but that doesn't mean that you cannot love right. your enemy. Right. right. It doesn't mean that you cannot love these people. For instance, I'm being prosecuted right now. I'm facing, I don't know how many years in, in prison. It was 400 something. It's lower now because they've dropped a bunch of charges uh, that uh, they actually finally came out with a public list today of the, the few charges that they're going to keep on me. They're dropping like more than half uh, of the charges against me. Good. But before they dropped those charges, personally, I had forgiven these people. Right. Like I don't go about I don't go around like talking about this or whatever. Just Personally, I'm bringing it up now because of this this comment, but I don't hold ill will towards these people. I think they're wrong for what they're doing to me and my friends, my friends who pled guilty, unfortunately, in the Crypto 6 case. If you want to learn more about it, go to thecrypto6.com. And I don't appreciate the things that they're doing, but I don't want to hate them for it. I understand that they are people who probably think they're doing good. You've got a lot of experience dealing with these bureaucrats. Uh, you're basically a professional First Amendment auditor. That's <laughs> kind of what you wow. do. I never heard of it as a professional. Well, you it. get paid for it. This is so true. This that, is true. That makes you a professional. And I, I suspect there aren't that many people who get paid to do this kind of work. There's a lot of auditors that do get paid. Yeah. yeah. But not like... We it, need it, them to move to New Hampshire. Yeah. I, oh, my God. I wish. Yeah. I wish I, we I, could I, start giving um, sort of uh, clemency. Like, allow them to come here. And we're going to ignore the charges against them. Refuse to extradite. <laughs> we'll yes, to them. these other states. 
<laughs> well, specifically for like activism. Yeah. We could try to set something up here. I, that's a great idea. Yeah, you should talk to some state reps for I think uh, we should start year. talk to some state reps about this. Uh, so you were at a courthouse today, this morning, on your birthday. Yeah. You were there for an arraignment in Goffstown <laughs> District Court. This was in regards to, I don't want to keep telling the story over and over again. You can go to freekeen.com and watch video of Joe being attacked by uh, General Don Bolduck. The rest of trespass. The, uh, the loser, <laughs> Don Bolduck, uh, subsequently was arrested they didn't charge Bullduck. They charged you, and so that's why you were in court today. You're just yes. trying to go to your arraignment. Yeah. You're just trying to go to the arraignment. You filed a stupid piece of paper, which you shouldn't have to file. No. But they get all crazy if you don't have your piece of paper. Yes. So you filed the dumb piece of paper that's not a motion to record. You're right. not asking permission. No. And you make this point, I don't know how many times in this video. I make fun times. of it, too, because it's, it's ridiculous. Because, like... All right, if we don't notify the court, we're not allowed to do it. No, you are allowed to do it. In my opinion, notification to the court about you recording is you walk in with your camera. That's enough notification for them, and they just make sure they notice it, you know? Right. And that's it. That's it. And you can walk into court. But they want me to fill out this form, and I never give them my name. You know? Oh, good. Yeah. What do you write on there? I wrote break. I wrote breaking the flaw. Okay. So I did write my like you the know channel name. Yeah, my professional name. Hi. That's fine. I can say it now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, yeah. So I, I did that, and n- no one respected it. I mean, I've, no. So, they always act like, and you can see it in this video, by the way, over at uh, the breaking the flaw channel on Odyssey in the long video. And you're you're putting some clips up of this, but there's a, yeah. a almost two hour long, hour and forty five minute one where you've got their stupid piece of paper in your hand. Yes. And you point out to them, this is a notice. I'm not asking for permission. That's the difference between a Correct. motion and a notice. Yes. A, notion, a notice is, hey, I'm here. I'm doing this thing. In case it wasn't obvious, I'm doing this thing. Here's a, here it is on your piece of paper. And they all act like, well, I've got to go ask or, the judge. Yeah, the judge hasn't signed off on that yet. I, I don't need the judge to sign off no. on it. I just need to notify the judge 30 minutes prior. And then they started acting like you could only record your hearing. Right at this district yes. court, which is supposed to be an open hearing, so anyone in the public can go and record or watch these hearings, and they cooked up every possible excuse to not I, let you into this courtroom. I got to correct myself. I said, uh, and nobody would let me, where nobody respected it. That's not true. Mm. There's only one person that did. I'll tell you in a second. Okay. The prosecutor offered to basically whittle it down to a violation level conviction. Yeah. But he still wanted you to plead guilty and still put you <laughs> yeah. on probation or whatever uh, for good six one. months or suspend the sentence or something. And so you're just kind of heckling the prosecutor in the hallway a little bit as he keeps walking back and forth. And at one point you're like going, snake. <laughs> he walks I, I actually, so the reason why I was staying in the hallway uh, is because I was waiting to get they into the court. They wouldn't let you in. And I wanted to be in the court right away because yeah. I, I didn't know when they were calling me. Yeah, yeah. How would you know? So I had to stand over there. Yeah. That's how I felt. So if they have you're a problem the with me standing over there. Right. And you're trying to record video, which is your right to do, but the courts don't like it. In fact, they actually have a policy that threatens uh, people with contempt if they do record outside of the court courthouse. And the claim is, oh, it's to protect the victims and the children or whatever. And it's yeah. like, that's such a lame claim. Because right. look, if you wanted to, if you were actually there to record children or beaten wives or something like that, all you'd have to do is stand out in front of the damn courthouse. That's right. 
and they can they can't say diddly to I mean they could try saying it to you but they certainly don't have as strong of a position to try to enforce those rules outside of the courthouse nope. they won't even try it I don't think in uh, in most cases but when they're when you're in the courthouse these robed people they call themselves judges they truly believe they are the gods of that dominion and they have these men uh, the bailiffs and such and the sheriffs who will literally do anything they're told yeah. to do. So you're standing in the hallway and this is what you happens. Know. I'm letting you know I've done this a thousand times and I got notifications. Just you can't you tell me. Look at this prosecutor area, guys. They're threatening me. That's because you're all right, I had to mute the guy because he Excuse says... Excuse me, I've never sworn once, and you're going to call me that? Yeah. What's your name, sir? He called you an a-hole. I couldn't put the, yeah. the clip on the air here. No, you did just in time. Because you, <laughs> you're trying to tell me what to do. You can't tell me what to do. I'm not telling you nothing. You're not going to swear at me and get away with it. <laughs> so the thing <laughs> is, as you learn later, the guy who swears at you and calls you an a-hole, he's not even, like... The prosecutor's no, guy. Some random guy at this point to me, you know. You learn later in this clip that he's a defense attorney. I filled out the proper paperwork. This is maybe 10 minutes later, 15 minutes or something like that. Sir, can I get your name, please? Yeah, my name is Ray Ramo. I'm a defense lawyer here in town. Appreciate that. I'm going to be filing a complaint. Ray Ramo? Was that what Ramos, it was? Ramos, I think so. Well, make a note, because you don't want to hire this guy. No one who is in the Liberty community who's looking for any kind of defense representation in New Hampshire should hire Ray Ramo or Reno or whoever the hell it is from Manchester. This guy's a tool, and he totally loves the government. ...against you to the bar. Good idea. I have an exercise in my, I might exercise in my constitutional right, sort of like you are, only I'm doing it properly and you're not. I think it was important to bring up the one person that was good about it good about re- you recording in you court record this the, wasn't he like the uh court security uh well at first yeah so that's another short okay. and he, he did agree with me you want to if you want to play that you can but um maybe should I, should I just spoil it after you before you play that uh which one is it o- officer not confused that one, one so officer? no no it's not a short yet i haven't oh, okay. made it yet okay but if you watch the long video mm-hmm. um i go in front of the judge and i asked the judge um I have the right to do this, record in court. And she goes, yeah, I don't have any objection to that. And, uh, or whatever she said, I forget exactly what she said. Um, and I was like, I can record all day here if I wanted to. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> so the, the sheriffs, the court officers, the, the prosecutor, all of them, they look like fools, right? Mm-hmm. When that, when the judge was saying that and confirming that with me. Were they actually there to watch her yes. say that? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it was just, wow. uh, Good for you I really for put them that. in their place. Yeah. Uh, and this was after the fact, um, you know. But they're still going to give you the same hassle next time you come in, right? They're still going to do the same thing because there's no there's no punishment for them. They they no. they have no consequence for just lying through their teeth about what the rules are. Oh, I'm going to ask the judge. Oh, you you filled out yeah. the, the form. That's yeah. all you had to do, and you didn't even have to. In my opinion, no. I don't think you I even don't think have, I have to, to either. Uh, and uh, but you know, there's only so much you can challenge all. And I'm once, alone, right? and I need yeah. to make sure I can record. And I don't yeah. want to like go too far off. And you've got a hearing. See, now it would be interesting. I don't know if you want to do this or not, but it would be interesting for you to just go back for any old arraignment where you don't have because they happen all the time. Right? Yeah, like they're every week or a couple right. times a week. So you just go back, you know, Tuesday or whenever, and uh, you know, at nine a.m. or Monday yeah. at whenever the next one is, and then you just show up like you put in the dumb form and say. All arraignments, right? Yeah. Well, and then see what happens. I did tell the judge, too. 
Well, I think I'm going to be back before my my trial. Okay. Just to test it. Good. I said that to her. Yeah, that way you don't have the same pressure of I got to be in a place at a certain time. I'm, you know, I have a court hearing. Right. Then you're just there to, to test the, you know, do a First Amendment audit. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. And, and as soon as the clerk opened at 8 a.m., I was mm-hmm. the first at the counter yep. to fill out that form. Wow. So, because I knew I might have to wait, you know, half hour before I get into court. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to do that either. And all of this is just completely arbitrary hoop jumping yeah, that the uh, the New Hampshire Supreme Court has uh, has put up to mm-hmm. make to make people's lives difficult. I was talking to someone the other day and they were saying it's been years since mm-hmm. anyone's actually had to go to court or anything in Goffstown. It must be just in Goffstown because I know there's people that have gone to court in Manchester before I've been there for yeah. for those hearings. Uh, so what else was there more from your hearing uh, today that uh, that you wanted to share with our audience Other than, about the ridiculousness? Um, the prosecutor is trying to have bail conditions against me. Oh yeah, um, talk about that. What and, were the initial bail conditions? Because you said you got them changed today. Yeah, so they, you know, Don't no drugs and a lot. And uh, the other one was uh, uh, revoking my Second Amendment right, not be able to carry a firearm or deadly weapons and all that stuff, which you already had revoked from a different court yeah for something else but that's that's another thing yeah but i questioned it mm-hmm. i said to the judge like why is my second amendment right have to be you know taken away for this and she actually found it unreasonable wow and uh right so she took that off so i have it here okay good. of her crossing it off in the report so you still can't do drugs though no i still can't do oh, drugs man. i don't think anyone's allowed to do drugs <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, so she crossed it off here. Number five, shall not possess firearm, destructive device, dangerous weapon, or ammunition. And then uh, she kind of a crappy way to cross it, it off. She yeah, because like she initially did more. do it. She just kind of scribbled more in the checkbox, basically. Well, because she go, she basically already checked it off. And then she's mm-hmm. like, is there anything you, 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 you go against on this? And I was like, yeah. Well, why she actually gave you the chance to... Yeah, oh, she she seemed pretty like lenient and like uh, you know she agreed with me on the recording in the court. Yeah, she had no problem with that. She had no objections. Oh, by the way, were there any other uh, victims in the court? People who were there for other arrangements? There were a couple other in? people in there. Yeah, okay. so, like yeah, they wanted me out of there quick. I think, mm-hmm. uh. <laughs> and because uh, this happened, like it wasn't too long after I had to shut my camera off. The sheriffs threatened me mm. with contempt if I didn't shut my camera off. Wow. Or, my live stream, which I just basically touched the uh, the power button. And what that did is it forced the circle of death on YouTube. Everyone's looking at the circle of death on my mm-hmm. live stream. So that when I'm ready to go back into court, I can just turn my YouTube back on and, and it, I, continues. it continues. Okay. So that way you can watch. You can, you'll see at a point where the sheriffs are threatening me. And then all of a sudden it turns off. And then I'm in court. Right. Gotcha. And it was like 15 minutes between there? Uh, Probably not that long. Okay. Yeah, it was it was actually pretty short. So that's, right. that's what I... like. They wanted me in out of there quick. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, um, so I have have this and it says uh, I can't return to the campus, which is fine. I don't really want to yeah, go back to go the, there. Yeah, no way. Actually, I think uh, Soren, what's his name? Uh, Jason Soren, yeah. the founder of the Free State Project. He works there. He does, yeah. Okay. It's empowering to stand up for yourself. Yeah, stand up for it, your rights. It's not about the money. Money is no, great. No, it's definitely a benefit. There's no money it, in this. But it, I know it's a little bit, but it's... it's I don't know. There's other YouTubers in the area that make decent money. And for, for First Amendment activism? Yes. Wow. Absolutely. In this area? Yes. Wow. Okay. Pretty How sure good. Press NH now is full time. All right. Well, I'm really happy to hear that. I'm glad yeah, that people yeah. are able to actually make a living off this because it's important work and I'm glad people appreciate it. He gets 50,000 views as soon as he posts it. Posts what does videos. that turn into for like, what's 50,000 views get you as far as a payment? Like 
50 so bucks. If it's a 20, 30 minute long video, mm-hmm. you, you might be getting, you know, like three, $400 for that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And some, you get, some, get some serious money. Not bad at all. I, I don't, I really know. I can't say for sure what he's making on it because he doesn't tell me. Well, but, plus it helps if they actually wrongfully arrest you and then they have to cut you a $15,000 check. Oh, it's going to be a little bit higher than that, something. Ian. You think so? Sure. Okay. There's conspiracy going on right now. All right. There's extra things going on. I think this is like, they should have learned their lesson from Manchester. They should have like they looked never into learned. me. They Doesn't never matter. Learned. Well, guess yeah. what? You keep anteing it up then until they learn. <laughs> you know, and that's that, the thing. I appreciate that attitude. That's yeah. Attitude. This is the thing. I'm telling you guys, we all need to start suing these departments for all these little things. It's tough. I know it takes some money and some time, but if we can get- well, There needs to be an attorney out there whose like, job yes. is to back up these guys. Like People like you, yeah. the First Amendment auditors who are getting in a hot water- like there's got to be a, like a go-to guy. Now there's a couple of free state attorneys, but they're not like the go-to. They're guy almost they're this. almost there, and they're I, always busy. Yeah. They're always. I've had good cases. results, and don't get me wrong, but I, if, you, you should you know talk what? to John Meyer. You should talk to okay. my old attorney uh, from the Robin Hood case. If he's okay. still if he's still practicing, he's pretty old. Okay, uh, but he took the Robin Hood case for free. And he okay. did that case on uh, pro bono, you know, and mm-hmm. and he just cleaned those people's clocks. And you're a free speech guy, so it would fit within his wheelhouse. I would love it. I would love to uh, see it. And he's there in Manchester. And if he's so. if he's old, that might mean he might want to take. He knows his s. Yeah. Like well, he, if he wants to take on a case because he's you know he he doesn't, he doesn't have anything to fun. lose at this point. Yeah, yeah right. for fun. Yeah, he I does mean, it for fun or just for. For freedom. <laughs> well, that too. I right? mean, obviously, he's motivated by freedom of speech. That's right. what he is. He's uh, he's an award-winning, but, uh, formerly with the ACLU attorney. Okay. This guy okay. knows his stuff. Wow. I've, first uh, time I'm hearing about him. If you've ever <laughs> seen, if you ever watched the Robin Hood court hearings, okay. you'll see how good he is. I mean, Fantastic. he is just amazing. And of course, you know, we won the Robin Hood I mean, case. if anyone's listening, I would love uh, a, a lawyer on a, on a federal level right mm-hmm. now. I will, I have some serious things that I think someone would take it on. So if you know a lawyer that wants to take yeah. on a slander case, let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't even think of him when you'd asked me before for uh, for attorneys. I guess I was thinking criminal, and I thought, oh, because you got arrested, right? So Maybe. I didn't think free speech, because he's not a criminal attorney. Yeah. He's a free speech attorney. I got it. I, I put it in your mind when I gave you that coin. Ah, that's what it was. There you go. (laughs) Uh, All right. So speaking of free speech and recording video, it's back in the news again. uh, The story from the Washington Post that when police pulled over the car in Winterville, uh, North Carolina, after a Walmart run in October of 2018, Dijon Sharp was ready, wary and ready from the passenger seat. He opened Facebook Live and started to speak directly to anyone watching. As one officer ran the driver's license, another grabbed Sharp's phone and issued a warning. The officers pulled over his friend who was driving, so Sharp grabbed his cell phone and started streaming on Facebook Live. And then one of the cops said, we're not going to have Facebook Live because that lets everybody on Facebook know we're out here. In the future, if you want a Facebook Live, your phone's going to be taken from you, and if you don't want to give up your phone, you'll go to jail. Sharp expressed skepticism as he continued to record. Is that a law, he asked? That's not a law, he said. Whether it's legal is now before the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit. Well, that's kind of scary. It has to go to appeals about recording. The uh, case is important, said Sharp's attorney. It's going to affect thousands of people. He said in an oral argument last month, the case, he says, has important consequences for every police-citizen interaction in this circuit. 
No circuit court has yet ruled on whether passengers in traffic stops can be blocked from recording police or on whether live streaming is different from merely recording. And the Fourth Circuit has not ruled on the right to record at all. So I mean, like, I find this to be shocking that anyone considers this to be some sort of a controversial issue or that it needs to still be decided upon and that the Fourth Circuit has never even heard a case about recording a police officer. Maybe not. I, but, you know, the thing is, it's like common sense. But, you know, let's go. Let's take this all the way. Let's make some, uh, you know, some hard law on the books about this so the police can be put in their place about it. The uh, story here says it's not a clean case in terms of precedent, and that's what makes it complex, said Clay Calvert, a law and communications professor at the University of Florida. New technologies kind of push the boundaries of things. This is how law evolves, he said. Sharp, is now 27, said he preferred live streaming because it was clear to viewers the footage wasn't edited or out of date. Exactly. I love live streaming exactly for that reason. However, it's not always the best quality. No. So it's always good to have a backup. He says, this isn't pre-recorded. This didn't happen last year. It's happening right now. I'm not just making this up, he said. Live streaming on Facebook also creates an immediate record that prevents police from seizing a phone and deleting footage before it's released, he noted. Quote, it's just more secure for the community or the individual, unquote. At the time of the stop, Sharp's cousin was still in prison for a murder committed over two decades earlier, despite a key witness recanting her testimony almost immediately after uh, trial. Dante Sharp, the cousin, was released in 2019 after 24 years in prison and formally pardoned in 2021 for his wrongful conviction. Since getting involved in efforts to free Dante, Dijon says his encounters with police grew increasingly hostile, culminating in him being tasered and beaten by police officers in 2017. Now, just to clarify, the instance with the cell phone was in October of 2018. Quote, contemporaneous messaging applications, this is from the judge, allow the individual recording and those watching to know the location of the interaction and to comment on and discuss in real time the interaction, the judge wrote, which is, he says, distinct from recording, but not live streaming. Seven federal appellate courts have affirmed there's a First Amendment right to film the police, but all said there can be so-called reasonable restrictions on that right. And the U.S. Supreme Court has not clarified what counts as reasonable. I don't know how the live stream would be unreasonable. I can't fathom how it's unreasonable. Well, the argument is that someone could come down there. Oh, oh, so they're afraid of, it's for officer safety. Officer safety. You can't live stream because of officer safety. Right. God, come on. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But, how about, hey, you know what? For officer safety, don't pull people over mm. because you are endangering yourself on the side of the road. Somebody could just clip you. That uh, is actually, yeah. that's the number one way police officers die. That's a fact. By uh, roadside uh, pullovers and getting hit by another car. That's and, and they want to talk about officer safety. Bring that up next time they pull you over on the road. So it's going to be interesting to see where this one goes. Uh, it's definitely a maybe this is a new argument. Uh, I don't know if I've heard this one before. Again, they're saying this is going to be the first time that live streaming in question would have been in question as far as recording the police going up to a appellate court level. Right. So it'll be interesting to watch this one. Uh, we like it when people find out where the police are pulling people over. That's something sure. that is absolutely the intention. I mean, this guy is denying it. But it's absolutely the intention to let people know what's happening. So if they are available, 
they can respond. Because here in New Hampshire, that's happened on many occasions. Yeah. I've, I have put down whatever I've been doing before when I get the, the word that somebody is you know, needing assistance. Or and, that, and this is also why I like uh, the app Cell 411 is because you can notify everyone where you are. I exactly. don't know whether it's in a workable status it's right okay. now. It's okay. I, I believe in its, uh, its pro- progress someday, of sorts. Someday it will come back. Let's go. Too. Yeah. to usable status. I've heard there's some bugs right now, so I don't know. I, I Your mileage may vary. If you download Cell 411, I cannot say for sure what uh, how it will go. But if you want to help Cell 411, please, this yeah. app, um, Nobody is our friend. He is the program, the head programmer now for this app. Yep. We, we took over. It was dying, basically. Yeah. The app was on its deathbed. And we basically, like, you know, Put the uh, what do you call those paddles that you you rub together and right. you know you put on somebody's chest they're having a heart attack or whatever. We we did that with uh, with cell four one one. It's a bit of a mess. Uh, I right just know now. that he was working hard on it right before the raid. Recording the police in general is a pretty you know affirmed thing that is pretty hard to uh, to go against for the cops. So now their new target is people that they believe because they couldn't really know. Right. Unless they did what you know they tried to do in this case and snatch somebody's phone from their hand and actually look at the app and see what's happening there. If you're just holding up a cell phone, it doesn't necessarily mean you are live streaming right? no. because you can record video straight to the, the SD card or right. whatever, the right. internal memory on the cell phone. So just because somebody's got a phone in their hand doesn't mean you get to jump to the conclusion that, oh, it's a phone. It must be a live stream. They don't know. Yeah, that was wicked assumption. So, well, I don't know. And it looked, we thought they grabbed the whole phone from him, but we just watched a clip Kinda of like this. tried to grab it and right. it like came out of his hand for a second. And he seemed to get it back pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. So like how the cop would have known in that instant, I think they went later. They found his, they found his, uh, you know, they knew who it was, right? And they, weren't they mentioning it though there on the scene? They were mentioning mm, yeah, it there on the scene. Yeah, that's true. He did say yeah. Facebook Live. Yeah. So how that, maybe they just saw it that fast or whatever. Well, it's but. funny because um, Press NH now, uh, uh a friend of mine, he's also a cop watcher. We uh, he went to DH DHHS, the Department of uh, Health and Human Health, Health and Human Services, uh, where people get their welfare or you know SNAP cards, whatever, mm-hmm. um, in Manchester, and they trespassed them. Mm-hmm. And so he called me right away. I was like, Joe, you want to go film this place? You might get arrested. I'm like, Yeah, let's go. I'll All get right. arrested. And this was like last nice. week. And uh, so I went there and. Uh, did my thing they they called the cops but never showed up long story short he pulled the records and they uh which said, records uh of the phone calls the phone to the police uh, of the yeah the phone calls that they they made to the police Got about it. both of us okay and uh it was interesting uh what they said about me because they said oh he's facebook uh streaming <laughs> they said i was facebook streaming and i was and i was you youtube weren't. streaming okay. <laughs> Yeah, but it's just funny, like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't like doing things Facebook. I just yeah, started Facebook's my Facebook terrible. account up again. I mean, YouTube's recently. bad. Facebook's probably worse. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, when I had like 5,000 friends on Facebook, I might have got like 30 people watching. Maybe Dijon in this case actually mentioned that he was streaming to Facebook. Maybe I don't know. So. We didn't watch. Know. We didn't get to see the whole video. We were trying to find it. We, yeah. we were only able to find like a Young Turks right. interview of them that kind of played a clip. I did find his Facebook page, so I can find it. Yeah, we'll so. see if we can find it. But uh, But a little bit more about this story here. So it's going to court. The government's arguing essentially that, oh, well, live streaming is different from recording. Yeah, you can record. That's fine. But if you're live streaming, then somebody might see it and come over there. Well, what's the difference between somebody seeing the blue lights flashing and coming over? 
Like right. that's happened before. I've seen police pulling people over. We've done this in downtown Keene more times than I can count. Where we've seen somebody getting pulled over, like we'd be hanging out in Central Square or something like that when we did the the nightcaps uh, in 2020 and 2021, and somebody get pulled over, and we're just okay. Let's go over there. Want to go back to the federal court for a second? Uh, yes, they did approach me um, maybe two or three times ago when I went to federal court, and they said to me the the sheriff directly the oh sorry that's the sheriff the the marshal mm-hmm. Joe he came up to me and said you know what you're right you don't have to show ID. Then, weirdly enough, I ran into him at a restaurant. Okay, really? right after yeah, after the um, uh, NHPR debate outside uh-huh. that whole yeah. debacle with Hassan. Right, right? Uh, we went out to eat, mm-hmm. um, and we uh, I ran into him there outside, and the Marshal Joe he just starts talking to me about about that business, like, oh, you know what? Hey, I just want to let you know, next time you go, you do have to show ID, <laughs> and I'm like. Dude, I'm about to eat like lunch. What are you doing? Anyways, uh, I ignored him, and uh, I definitely absorbed what he said. And um, huh. then I went to the uh, court afterwards, uh, like f- later on, mm-hmm. and um, they demanded ID. And one other person that was with me too was denied entry. But I heard that several people that went into the court did not have to show ID. Mm-hmm. Were not ID'd, including you, Ian. Oh no, I showed. I oh, you showed did. ID. Yeah, oh. I got. I got a place to be, man. I I don't have time to sit okay. around. And wait. I wasn't sure if it was you. Or they they, they might waylay said, you for a half an hour waiting on a bureaucrat right. to come up. Right, but they have let me in without ID. Yeah, before. yeah, they have more uh, than once. Yes, and but, but now, they've never shown you the law. Or no, they, or no, they've never even shown you a court order. Right, they are in violation of my records request oh. to show me the law that says I have to ID, which I put a request mm-hmm. in for that. They're in violation. I could sue them right now and probably win. You should. Who wants Who wants the fun of federal court case right now? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But no. But seriously, this is this is not okay. They they they. You should not have to. The the the, the phrase goes is they shouldn't have to give up one right to gain another. Jessica is in Missouri. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Jessica. Okay. So when um or if you know, uh, New Hampshire secedes for the United <laughs> States. Is you're going to have a government, or is it going to be totally anarchistic? Well, I mean, I think a lot of us would love to have no government at some point, but when New Hampshire secedes, there's likely still going to be a New Hampshire well, the governor, government. The governor will be the president at that point. Correct. As he once was, by the way. There yes. was, uh, I think it was 1784 or something when they updated the constitution or somewhere in that, that I just time hope, frame i hope we have a decent governor when we secede <laughs> you, well i mean it really wouldn't matter right because we don't need their permission to, I know, to but... secede sorry go, go ahead jessica right now you have sununu and he's an ultra right right wing republican and and he doesn't probably want to become president of the country of new hampshire no he wants to become president of the entire united states and i would describe sununu as more of a left-wing republican i mean he's like he's a panderer to all sides because he likes kids oh wait i didn't say that i don't know about that but um i know that he is a power freak and he likes to arrest peaceful people for protesting peacefully in front of his home that is very Uh, lefty well, he was pandering to the lefties during the COVID lockdowns. I understand, but arresting people just because you don't like what they say is very lefty. I'm sure the righties would do that, too. I know, but, but it's a different kind of way. I don't know. You're probably right. Anyway, yeah, yeah uh, but I do agree with I'm you that we would is- have a better, uh, there would be a better governor likely by the time secession becomes possible because by the time we are we have the political 
uh, I guess, gumption to actually declare peaceful independence. We're going to have to have more free staters in the state house. We're going to have to have free staters as senators. Uh, and that means there's a better chance we might have a free stater as a, as a governor uh, at that point. Or at least you'd have a governor that has that understands the free staters are a force to be reckoned with here and knew, knows better than to cross them. Right. So I think that, yeah, that would be so, the case. Go ahead. So, Ian, you... Um you're in your probably mid to late 40s now. You think this will happen within your lifetime? You know, it's hard to know how politics uh, and issues can go. We've seen dramatic shifts on specific issues in a period of one to two decades, uh, just depending on you know which issue we're talking about. I there was a good example that that somebody brought up before, and it was I think it was drug war related, right? Like there's been people who've changed their viewpoints. Uh, dramatically on things like cannabis or, uh, or for instance, psychedelic mushrooms. Now we're starting to see people shift on on that issue as well. So it is possible to persuade people on this matter. And we also have the benefit of the federal government, no matter whether it's the Democrats or the Republicans that are in charge, we know they're going to get worse. We yeah. know they're going to get more tyrannical and they're going to get more insane and more expensive and more uh, ruling over people's lives. So they're going to help us with this, you know, and as, uh, as time goes on, it's going to get easier to talk about independence. I'm I'm optimistic about it. I think, um, you know, let's just I'm going to throw a shot in the dark. I said 10 years, 10 years will secede. That is optimistic. You just listened to the new extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live. 